Hey, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is Homeschool Minnesota. I'm Dale Anand. I hope that you guys are having a really, really good beginning to your new school year. I'm super excited about all the things that we're going to be talking about over the next few months. Um, we're kicking it off with a really fun topic and a really cool um, opportunity for you guys to partner with something that's uh, not only going to kind of redirect you guys, maybe the way that you read to your kids and the way that you can interact with your kids about cultural things, but also just a way to really support a, a, a organization or a, 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 what I'm trying to think of, a business that is doing something really great for our nation, our families, um, our kids, our children. They saw a need and they jumped in to meet it. And I'm talking about Brave Books. If you guys haven't heard Anything about Brave Books, I'm super excited for you guys to be here today. We have Cooper Bell. Hi, Cooper. Hey, Dale. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Um, Cooper works for Brave Books. He uh, does just a lot of things. We met him at the Mache Conference, and he was so wonderful when he said he would be on our podcast. And we just wanted to bring um, this information to you all and just give you guys an opportunity to really learn about Brave Books and their vision, their their direction, how they do things and why they're doing things and all the cool new things that are out there. Um, Cooper, when I was on your website, I was telling you earlier when we had our conversation that I was amazed at all the, uh, all the things. I didn't know that there was just like a whole universe of brave books. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that I, I think is what sets us aside uh, from everybody else. And so we wanted to give the kids a universe that they could dive into. And so uh, we got together a lot of late nights, a lot of coffee, a lot of brainstorming. And then the Freedom best. Island was, was thought up. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, so good. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been a journey. Uh, we're two years into this and we're, we're still kicking and rolling and making a name for ourselves. But the Lord has definitely been good to us. Well, you guys have done some really good things with some really great authors. Can you just give our listeners just a little bit of like an idea of kind of just the different people who are who are writing for you and then um, kind of the topics and why maybe those topics work really well for those people? Yeah. So whenever we go after uh, authors is we try to find a author where with a real life experience um, that they're able to talk from uh, a subject. And so uh, probably one of our more well-known authors is Bethany Hamilton. And so uh, with Bethany's journey through life, she had a unfortunate um, uh, event happens to her where she lost her arm in, in a shark attack. And yeah. instead of letting fear overcome her, uh, she got back up on that surfboard and is a world-renowned surfing champion. And yeah. so we partnered with her to write uh, a book about overcoming fear. And so we use just a, a new author every single month where they can just touch on these subjects like sanctity of life, uh, what it means to have a gender identity. Um, and so it, it's a lot of fun to work with these authors. Uh, they love to work with us. And uh, that's it we really haven't seen a publishing company where they've done this. And so uh, it's, it's really fun to see the other side of these individuals uh, whenever they're not on social media and they're just so, so nice and so great. And they put a lot of themselves into their, into their work because like you said, it, it has to do like you were talking about Dan Crenshaw talking about forgiveness. Can you give me a little story background story on that? Yeah. So um there was a, a a guy, Pete Davison. Um, he was on Saturday Night Live, Saturday yep. Night Live, and so he said a really off-color joke about uh, Dan. And 
Dan uh, lost his eye, and instead of Dan being furious and calling to cancel Pete Davidson, uh, Dan went on Saturday Night Live and forgave him publicly. And so that just that goes against the the culture that's being pressed because everywhere people are getting canceled left and right for for little mistakes that that that's going to happen. And we're all human; we all have a simple yeah. nature, and that's going that mistakes are going to happen. Uh, but Dan chose to show uh, what forgiveness is. And so uh, we love working with him for, for his book. He was actually the fourth author that we worked for or worked with in our series. Um, and he, he's a great guy. Uh, actually, funny story. Yeah. Uh, Dan had just written his book, Fortitude. And so he was writing his kid's book for us. And so he came back and it was like three to 4,000 words. I'm like, Dan, this is a kid's book. Uh, like, it needs to be six to 800 words at the max, not three to 4,000. And so it, it, that, that writing process was one of the more uh, longer writing processes with our authors. He's uh, just got a lot to say. He is. And he's such a brilliant guy. Just w- whenever you hear him speak, he carries himself so, so well. Uh, and he, he's brilliant. So uh, he was a, he was a really fun author to, to work with. And he's actually out of our, um, our, our district. And so it was uh, re- really close to home for us. We're out of Houston, Texas. And so, yeah. Uh, he was fun to to work with as well. Yeah, and I saw that like Missy Robertson is one of your authors from Duck Dynasty family. Yep. And yeah. uh, and Kirk, Kirk, of course, Kirk Cameron. Everybody knows that they, you know, that he's he's also an author and does uh, books on humility and the fruits of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it all fits into your universe of of Freedom Island. Can you explain a little bit about that and what what how that kind of came about and why that's such a cool thing? Yeah, so we um, early in 2020 uh, or t- 2021, we were uh, really looking at like what we wanted to do with this thing. And we saw the same uh, theme across the news is uh, America and the news outlets were teaching us to, to hate early America and hate where where we came from. And so they were just saying we're a bunch of bigots and, and things like that. And so we said, you know what, um, we're not. Uh, everybody has their own story. And so we created Freedom Island to be in the shape of the 13 colonies. And so we created different subsections to, to have different government roles. And, um, and we really dove into all the intri- intricate parts of it uh, to create a, a universe where all the books, they could flow together. And so um, that's how Freedom Island came to be. We have some really fun places. Uh, no Guard Cavern, which is Dragon Cavern spelled uh, backwards. Oh yeah, uh, Mount of Allrif, which is fire lava. Uh, we get to see that um, that that story take place in uh, Saga Two, Book One, with putting pirates and the problem with power. And so um, the kids, whenever they they dive into the books, they're able to learn these morals and lessons. And we are not super super on the nose. Uh, we believe that that's the parents' responsibility to make that jump. So yeah, uh, earlier, I mean, we we talked we, uh, whenever I was mentioning what type of subjects that we we cover. I did mention gender identity and sanctity of life. Uh, we do also cover critical race theory. And those are some hefty subjects to bring up to yes. the kids. Um, and we we do it from a way where it's a, in a parable format. And so whenever we, we whenever we make these books, we, we start at uh, the biblical sound. Um, the the we, we start at scripture and what it says. And so um, we we want to make sure that we cover these topics in a delicate way. Um, so we do that in a parable format, just how Jesus was, was teaching throughout the Bible. And, uh, we give the parents ability to make that jump in that connection wherever the time is right. Yeah, that's so good. 
And, and I, I love um, that, that, that you guys are like, well, that's the parent's responsibility because you let the parents parent their kids. Yep. <laughs> you assume that they know how to do that. That's, that's a novel idea these days. <laughs> I know. Who, who would have absolutely thought that? I know, uh, right? I mean, yeah. And- what a novel idea in 2023. Hey, parents can parent their own kids. I know. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about Dr. Trent Talbot. He's the founder. Mm-hmm. And can you explain why he founded, um, how this all came about with Brave Books? Yeah, so uh, Dr. Trent Talbot used to be an ophthalmologist, and um, this is kind of his first, really, his footstep in the publishing industry. Um, He he had done companies in the past, but he had never really done a uh, subscription-based publication series. And so um him and his brother kind of got together one night they, they were talking um his daughter charlotte she was about to be born um and this was back in early 2021 or late 2020 and uh he was shopping for books and the number one book at the time was like my anti-racist baby the gay bcs f is for feminism <laughs> oh my god a bunch of junk and garbage and, and this is what our kids are being pressed with and so uh trent was like what the heck? Where, where, where's all the good, where's all the good books? Whatever happened to Dr. Seuss? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> Seriously. Whatever Has happened. Has he been canceled now too? I don't know. No, he has not. Uh, which, is, <laughs> which is really, really good. Yeah, um, no kidding. There, there's still uh, a sliver of dignity left in this world, but so yeah, Trent and his brother, they, they kind of came together. Um, and then Trent brought in his business partner and then the team started growing slowly, but surely. And uh, Trent has done really just an excellent job with kind of picking people from our church and uh, the local area um, and just being like, hey, like you um, don't really know about anything. And, and that goes for uh, our, our really our entire team. We're a bunch of, uh, I would say, a, a really scrappy team where we're just hungry. We're always uh, wanting to, to put out the best. Yeah. And so um, we that that's just really how Brave came to be. And so we had the idea to do uh, conservative literature and then the idea was to hey let's partner with influencers to really get that that outreach and and show a bunch of every month highlight a different person's audience that we were able to go back and forth and so um yeah that's really how brave um came to be and just slowly but surely the team grew and now we're at about 46 full-time employees and we have uh we do everything in-house uh we leave nothing to chance so that we can be canceled or a company will drop us um, and so Google and Facebook, they've tried to cancel us, but, uh, the, the Lord's been good with us and going back and forth with them and they'll reinstate our ads or w- whatever the, the little things that, that they try yeah. to tell us that we can't do. I think it's interesting how just two years ago, you guys were just starting and here we are, you guys are like all over the news and you're all over the news for the, I feel like the right reasons, just trying to bring good literature and giving families options. I mean, I never understood why options are, <laughs> that's kind of the American way, isn't it? Like you, you see the cereal aisle in your, in your grocery store and there's a hundred options. And why is it all of a sudden a bad thing to have options? And parents get to choose what they're going to let their kids listen to or read. And um, yeah, it just, it's unbelievable to me how options are, are becoming such a threatening thing. Um and I, I just, I, I mean, when I think about just two years that this is how this has got, obviously God is behind it because really in two years, you guys shouldn't be where you are right now. Right. When you think about it as a publisher. No kidding. 
I mean, it's just, it's such a grassroots thing. Take it to the people, let the people decide and let's grow as the people want us to grow, which I think is wonderful. Can you talk a little bit about your first book, Elephants Are Not Birds? Yes, that was uh, the (laughs) book that broke the internet. Uh, and, and the most common reply I get at a bunch of these homeschool conferences is uh, parents, will re- they'll read that title, they'll laugh because they, they can usually understand what it's about. And they're like, well, what about Dumbo? Uh, Dumbo could fly. And I'm like, y- you know what? Y- you do have a, uh, a valid point there. But uh, yeah, that is our gender identity book. So at Brave, uh, we believe that boys are boys, girls are girls, and elephants are not birds. What a, what a crazy concept. Well, know, um, right. But with that book, we partnered with Ashley St. Clair. Uh, to write it. She was a, a wonderful uh, author, a first author to work with. And she actually made a lot of really good connections um, in, the, in the early days to, to help get us connected with more authors to continue the storyline of this. And so, uh, yeah, that that book was actually, the first two books were, were actually illustrated and they weren't supposed to, to fit into the Freedom Island series. And so, um, we, we have since gone back and we're looking at uh, redoing those books to kind of see how we can make them fit more into to the, the, the Freedom Island series. Because uh, the, the, the storyline actually uh, kicks off with book three, um, okay. The Island of Free Ice Cream. But, uh, but yeah, so in, in that story, we have Kevin the Elephant and he encounters Culture the Vulture. Okay. And so Kevin... Um, loves to sing and so the culture gets into his ears and says hey kevin since you love to sing um and you're an elephant i i don't think that that that's true you must be a bird because birds are always great singers and kevin thinks about that he hates hard work that the elephants do they're always pulling heavy things and so kevin's like you know what i i i think i, I want to be a bird and so uh culture the vulture gives kevin a bink a beak and some wings and kevin tries to do uh, some some bird activities like picking up uh, food with his beak, sitting in a nest and crushing it. And then lastly, he tries <laughs> to fly out of a tree. And so at the end of the book, Kevin realizes that he doesn't have to change who he is just because he likes to sing. And that, and that goes to a testament with really anything. Um, yeah. We, 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 everybody has their different activities or different hobbies that they like. And just because yeah. you like this specific hobby does not mean that you have to change your gender. Um, exactly. I know it's so so crazy, and so um, hopefully we can um, just get that, that that book more out there. And that is actually probably our number one selling book right now. That's um, really cool. Yeah, we we are on, constantly selling through copies and ordering more. Um, yeah, it's a really good book. And to me, you know, like think, hearing that story, it's like that's where true freedom lies. Is like realizing who you are. And that there's nothing that limits you once you get who you are and you can own it and you can just move forward. And, and so to me, it's like, you know, you don't have to, just because you like working on cars and you're a girl doesn't mean you have to become a boy to work on cars. Oh yeah. You know, and then that, cause that's more of a boy thing to do. You know, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, and I mean, that's just so like, not even really the whole story, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh yeah. No. It, yeah. Gender does not limit like what you can uh, do. I mean, yeah. I, I, I will say uh, uh, your gender will limit um, what, what sport that, that or what, what category of sports women should yes. compete in women's sports, men should compete in men's sports. But outside of that, <laughs> Um, yeah. there's so many amazing women out there that are doing amazing things. And then s- yeah. same with the men, uh, with which is absolutely awesome. Yep. Yep. 
and we need both. So that's wonderful. And, and I love that your, that your Island, your universe is freedom Island. Cause it just shows you that once we understand these concepts that we can walk in so much freedom. And um, I just think that's just so important. And it's, and it's what made our country free. Let's be honest, you know, the, the concepts you guys are talking about and the different, you know, humility and forgiveness and walking in no fear and all those things. That's what makes that's what that's the founding of our of our nation is is those types of character traits that we want to instill in our children to go forward and to make, you know, make great things happen, you know, for our communities and in our nation, in our world. So. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the structure of Brave Books. I, I would love for you to tell us about your guys' membership. Yeah, so we are primarily a subscription-based company. And so uh, I know subscription- why? So yeah, so we grow off of our subscribers because we know that's month, uh, monthly revenue that we know how to, uh, or we know that we can count on. And so that allows us to hire new people, uh, grow our business, look at getting into some really, really fun and exciting things. Uh, just because we know, and with the publishing industry, uh, some books sell really well, some books don't sell really well. And so by yeah. having a subscription, uh, we just are able to, to count on that. And so our, our membership is $18.99 a month. And what that gets you is one book sent directly to your doorstep every single month. And we have custom mailers. So the kids that can know exactly what package is theirs, um, and they get super, super excited. Uh, at Brave, we actually have, uh, we just hit 28,000 monthly subscribers. Wow, so, that's one. Yeah, it is phenomenal. And every, every month we see it grow. And every month our packing day gets a little bit longer. And so the packing day on this month is actually the, the 18th. Uh, so it's, it's next Monday. And uh, I mean, the entire team will shut down our creative office and everybody goes over to the warehouse to, to help pack 28,000 packages to, to get it out in one day. That's uh, a joke. <laughs> it is. But we make, it, we, we, we make it fun. We do trivia throughout the day, usually something that involves the books. Um, and we uh, cater in breakfast and lunch. And then we try to wrap up early. And, and once we finish it, um, everybody just gets sent home. And then next day, back on the grind again. Yeah, that's really great. So, okay, so they get they get a, a book brought to their do- delivered to their door, and then um, uh, for that month, and then what else do they get with that? So the the book is not just a book. There there's a fun story, and the kids they'll absolutely love it. But what we are trying to do is give you a family experience. And so, um, in a in a perfect world scenario, uh, we have a brave family night. And so, what that means is you'll sit down with the kids, you'll read the book, the kids will love it. They'll pull out their map of Freedom Island that they're able to hang on the wall. Each book will come with stickers of the characters, the villains, the friends that they meet along the way. So they're putting the sticker on the map, and then we have the games in the back of the book. And so we make two to three games. It depends. Um, on how long those games take to help reinforce that lesson and value. They use everyday household items. One of my uh-huh. favorite ones is going to be uh, the Island of Free Ice Cream. There's a paper airplane contest. And oh, so, fun. Yeah, so the kids will sit down, they'll make their paper airplanes, and then they'll throw them as far as they can go. And wow. uh, the, the, the parents, they'll give all the kids the same amount of points, no matter how far their airplanes go. Uh, and so the kids are like, what, that's not fair? And they're like, well, let's talk about fairness. And that uh, game it teaches about the lessons of communism how everybody gets this, the, the the same thing no matter how hard they work and so if you knew that 
you were all going to get the same points, would you have worked as hard on your airplane to, to, to make it be? And so now that gives a, a talking point for the parents. Uh, That's actually so clever. I love that. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> at, at, further after the game section, there's a talk about it section uh, where we lob the parents a couple softball questions to get that conversation rolling. Uh, but ultimately, we want them to have the ability on how and when they want to introduce these subjects. And so sure. it can just be like a high level. We're not going to uh, dig into it. And uh, we do cover some like character building stuff like leadership, overcoming fear, resiliency. Um, but then there are those uh, bigger ones where it's like dangers of socialism, communism, um, uh, critical race theory, stuff like that. And so yeah. it, and then there's Bible verses as well, where it ties everything back to the Bible and how uh, we look at it through a um, Christian point of lens. Yeah, it's really good. And then um, and then uh, when new things drop, um, if you're a, if you're a monthly subscriber, does does do you get some kind of a discount? How does that how does that work? Yeah. So um, whenever you're a subscriber with us, you get free shipping on everything. And then we do these blitz launches on Fridays. Uh, and if you're signed up for our SMS and email, you, you may have seen them. But we love to give away like a couple hundred free coloring books or new dad joke books. Uh, and so they'll have exclusive access to that. And then they'll also get, uh, I want to say it's 25 or 30% off sometimes of really everything in our store. Um, yeah. And so as we grow as a company, we're going to be providing lots more value. Uh, yeah. And we're really, really excited for that. You get a lot for $18.99 in my mind. <laughs> yes. I mean, you just get a lot. And if you're a homeschooling family, boy, you could use that, those, that book and that world for so many things uh, in your school day. Um, that could just really be a good opportunity to introduce. So you have two age ranges, you say that you kind of like six to 10 years old, and then like somewhere between four and 12 is what you're saying is kind of your books are for that age range. Yeah, so we're seeing that um, really like as young as three and four years old, they love the books being read to them. The pictures are vibrant. They, they laugh at the stories. However, getting a three and four year old to make a paper airplane might be a disaster. Right. Um, <laughs> so or they might- yeah, that, the activities part, or even they might try to eat the stickers on the map. And so uh, I would say that the target age range to do everything and to start having these conversations, of course, I'm not a parent yet. I just got married, uh, but not a parent yet. Uh, but okay. I would say six to 10 uh, would be whenever I would start like introducing some of these subjects to, to, to my six-year-old. Yeah. Um, and then we do have some fans that are, that are, uh, we just did a birthday party for a 13 year old, not too long ago, uh, where he loves braids. He absolutely reads through the book in about 30 seconds. Um, wow. but he just loves the storyline and, and what's happening. That's really cool. And I think like, for me, I always look at like, well, you know what, you can get the books and you can, then they grow with your child. So if you start now with the monthly subscription and you start getting books, even if you can't really have those conversations necessarily, or even the activities, you can always revisit them when they're older and say, hey, did you know, why don't we do this and kind of start growing with the child so that they're familiar with the stories and they're just kind of becoming part of who they are, right? Yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're totally right. And that's actually uh, what Brave is trying to do is we're starting with that, that early age range and we want to grow with the kids of this generation. And then we'll be already there for, for the kids of the next generation. And so um, we are working frantically on, on uh, just things that we can produce um, for like kids 12 to, to 16 and then 16 so to, to 18. And then we want to have stuff for parents in the future as well. 
Um, but everything takes time and, and, and we know that. And so uh, yeah. we're just trying to find the, the what what what's the biggest need uh, that's out there for our families that, that love us and, and what do they want to see and how can we serve them best? So Well, you're definitely answering a need. And then I wanted to touch briefly on your Brave Book Fairs. Yes. So that is a new initiative that we are, are launching. And so last year we went to war with the ALA, um, the American Library Association, uh, which was all basically done in, in, uh, with, with Kirk Cameron. And mm-hmm. so during December, Kirk wanted to, re- to, to read his book at libraries just across the nation. And so we reached out to about 50 libraries trying to, to find one or a couple that would suit him. And he got denied at all of them. And Isn't so we went on. Public library. I, yeah, public library denying a book over love, joy, peace, patience. And so yeah. I, I sometimes call Kirk, Kirk Dazzle because he is a razzler and dazzler. But as <laughs> I'm trying to pitch him to these libraries for him to do, I'm like, look, we'll just dress Kirk up in a tutu. It, it'll be fine. And, and <laughs> you'll accept him then, right? Uh, like, could I'm, he pull that off? I don't know. <laughs> oh, definitely not. That I don't think that's a site that anybody wants to see. No. Uh, but it, yeah, uh, just really funny. But so now um, what, what Brave is, is doing is we're, okay, let's take the fight to, to, to somebody else. And so that's going to be scholastic. And so um, if, if y'all have not heard, we put out a 18-page PDF on our website. Would highly recommend um, parents only go and they download this PDF. But it basically shows the junk that Scholastic is putting in. Uh, I will their put book the fairs. link on the description of this podcast if you're interested. Perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but so yeah, and then as we're talking to all these different librarians and principals and teachers, we're seeing that they're having to pull anywhere from thirty to about seventy different titles of just junk from their book fair. And so uh, sometimes books they slip through every now and then. And the librarians they they've been at the schools for so long that they don't question the character of the librarians. It just it just happened to slip through. Yeah. And so uh, what Brave wants to do is we want to launch our own Brave book fairs. And so. Um, we are doing our first book fair actually in uh, a couple weeks um, with a w- with a school, and so we're really excited to to do our very first one. It's going to be a real rough um, sketch. We're still trying to get our footing, but we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to um, mimic um, as much as kind of scholastic it uh, is, because that's what the librarians are used to. Uh, scholastic yeah. has been doing this for. Um, man, 40, 50 years, and they have an absolute monopoly on the market. And if we can just mm-hmm. come in and just provide literature that's wholesome, not necessarily Christian, but that's just wholesome. And so we have well, our um, classic. Our, there's so many good classic kids books. Yeah. And we're, we're carrying a, a bunch of them. So right now, the for the first book fair, we're taking 140 books. Um, and then right now we have a, a catalog that we're trading with, uh, around 800 titles of literature wow. that we're still vetting. We're still vetting the authors. And so, um, as long as we'll carry authors, as long as they're not outspoken for, um, the LGBTQ alphabet soup movement and, yeah. uh, we'll carry books as long as they're not published by Scholastic, which makes, uh, getting books pretty hard because they're, they're one of the largest publishers in the United States. Um, sure. And- they do like 76,000 book fairs a year. And I'm like, okay, well, this is ridiculous. And and if this is the agenda that they're pushing their, their reach is, is massive. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're, we are definitely going to take them on this year. We're booking um, our trial run for 2023. And then we're taking submissions for 2024 
uh, school year for spring and for fall. And we're actually, we're, we're, we, because private schools and public schools, they, they have lots of book fairs, but um, I don't think I've ever heard of a homeschool book fair outside yeah. a, a, of a conference. And so we're looking at changing that and we're trying to come up with different ways on how we can partner with homeschooling organizations like MA, uh, like Mache, uh, mm-hmm. AFHE, um, HEAV, um, and being like, hey, we're going to go out uh, to, to the, the, your local area for a week and we're going to invite all the homeschool families to come and shop our book fair because uh, that would be so much fun for these co-ops and um, oh, they would they, love it. Yeah, just to just to be a part of that. And, and, and so um, schoolers love a good book fair and they love a good field trip. So they could make that two things in one. It'd be great. Just don't do it in the winter in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, definitely not. No, Minnesota. I mean, that was my very first time in Minnesota. It was awesome. I, and I, I had the opportunity to drive up there and then drive uh, down from Minnesota to, to Florida. Actually, I was on a, uh, a two week road trip and it was it was gorgeous up there. I've, I've never seen uh, so many Amish in my entire life, which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was so cool. So cool. So good. I love Minnesota. I really, really do. Um, so yeah, so if you're interested in uh, a book fair, you can contact Brave Books. It's on their website. Again, the, the description will be, the link will be in the description of this podcast. And then real quick before we go, I want to have you touch on something new that's coming in February 2024 that I was super excited about. Yes. So we will be launching our first ever curriculum. Um, really, so good. really, really pumped about that. Uh, where we're going to be taking the first 10 books in our series and just really diving into all the topics that we cover. So it'll be uh, a 20-week curriculum. Um, I think there's like 24 weeks in a semester, if I do remember uh, right. So you can take off a week or two, um, but we will be launching that. And so um, there's going to be devotionals involved, really diving in, tying it back to the Bible, giving kids practical things that they're able to do in real life um, with, with this. And so it's going to be a worldview curriculum. So that's so good. Super, super excited. And as much as we hate to admit it, you know what, you can't start them too young on worldview these days. You just really can't. You'd like them to not have to worry about these things when they're little, but you know what guys, that's just where we are in this world right now. Yeah. Uh, You said something about that, No, I can't. No, I I, I have this written down, but I'm not 100% sure where I should have written it down under, but conversation cards that they can use in the car, dinner table, drive times. Yes. Um, Yeah. So uh, we do have conversation cards. Those actually just launched. Um, And I know I told you that I was going to look at a couple of them, but I haven't had the opportunity yet. To order them to to see what they are. Yeah, but some of them are going to be kind of funny. And then we are going to have some more uh, serious ones where it just helps to get that conversation flowing. Yeah. Um, So I remember doing those uh, when I I was younger. I used to, my parents, they used to take uh, us every summer to Silver Dollar City. I I don't know if you've ever been there over. Oh, uh, yeah, no, in Branson. Branson, Missouri. Yep. So we we would go to the Buffalo River and uh, on the way there, there was lots of coloring sheets and then conversation cards. My mom loved those. Uh, so uh, I know those so good. hold home for me. So hopefully uh, we get some parents to go and check those out. Get those kids off the devices and speaking to you. Yep. No <laughs> kidding. Well, Cooper, I have just enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your very busy life. Um, having just gotten married and having this very important job and all the things that you do. And we, we at Mache appreciated you guys showing up and just really being a part of our conference in May. And, and we just love what you guys uh, stand for. 
Um, I, I mean, this is a good time, guys, to start thinking about Christmas coming. Uh, boy, you know, you could give kids something under the tree that's wrapped up and that they, you know, use a few times. Or you can get them a subscription that keeps on giving every single month. Plus, it just it sows seed of character into their heart, which is, you know, you just there's not a price tag for that. Yeah. No kidding. You know? Yeah. And, th- and thanks for having, having me on as well. I mean, this was my first year at Mache conference. Absolutely loved it. We'll be back next year and the year after that. So good. Uh, yeah, we, we, we love y'all and uh, yeah, super excited to work with y'all in the future. We are too. We're praying for you guys and you guys have a wonderful day, Cooper. Thank you. You guys as well. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.